Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling NetPoint Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. And this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Real excited to keep talking about free agency and everything else that's going on out there in the NFL. So, Benny, I just noticed you have your Giants shirt on and I have my Niners shirt on. And it was not planned. It was not planned at all. At all. We was just feeling them, feeling our teams. <laughs> We're going to have a, a, get a talk a lot about your Giants because your Giants is on the move, man. I don't know. In New York, this, it's popping in New York between the, the, the Bills and the Giants and the Patriots or the Patriots in New England. Uh, they always knock New York off. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, a lot popping over there. Quick question. Yes. Alphabetically, what's the first team in the NFL? Alphabetically by the, the area or by the team name? Name. Alphabetically name oh yeah because it could be the city team name right that's got yeah. team name all right i was going to say the cardinals real fast but it's actually the bills close no i'm wrong it's the Bengals. close <laughs> wow it's the <laughs> Bengals. b-e-n-e-a bears <laughs> b-e-a-a <laughs> I know I'm just messing. I'm just messing with you. We're just having a little bit of fun. This is Ben and Barry on football. We love football. We're all about it. We don't care if it's flag, NFL, CFL, AFFL, <laughs> but we are mainly NFL people. I'm a Niner fan. Ben's a Giant fan. Ben's a fantasy guy. I'm a Madden guy. And we've been arguing about football or debating football for pushing up on 40-some years now. So that's how long it's been. Uh, Ben's got a red cup there. That could be dangerous. Ah. <laughs> red cups, man. Red cups have become symbolic of parties, haven't they? <laughs> you got a red cup. You got hey, we're talking football, man. That's like a party. It's like that's a party. Like a party. That is like a party. So normally we kick this off, Ben, talking a little bit about the game of the week. And what I mean by that is, uh, as I said, I produce the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. We rank teams by winning margins, net points, point differentials, however you want to look at that. So for example, you're looking at all 32 teams and you're looking at who's won by the greatest margin, that would be the team in first place. Now, let's see, at the end of the season, Benny, I forget who was in first place. Who was that? Um, well, I guess to some degree it would be it would have been the Chiefs and or the, the Bucks. But to be quite honest, maybe not, because we found that the team with the greatest nest points is not always the team that wins the Super Bowl. So we know that, but week, okay, so for example, week Talk about 17, the end of the regular season, right? Yeah. Wrapping up week 17, for example, when we went back and when you go back and you look at the rankings, the number one team was the Ravens. Right. With uh, net points of 
plus 130. So they had won all of their games by a grand total of over 130 net points. And again, net points can be either positive or negative. So the worst team in the league, net point-wise, was the New York Jets at minus 200. So net points is one of those stats that can be either negative or positive, as are the other, as the other stat that we track is um, turnover differential, which again could be negative and positive. Titans finished out in first place with a plus 11 and turnover differential, and the Broncos finished at minus 20. Broncos are a story, man. They, they, people talking a little bit about the Broncos, and they ain't always good. Um, but yeah, Broncos have some issues. So that's how it is. So when we have a matchup, and we're looking at two teams, and we're saying, okay, which team sh should be favored? And we call that having the bias. And we, we calculate that by the differential between the net points of the two teams combined with the turnover differential of the two teams. That's the plus and the bias plus. So the bias is mainly net points. The plus is the difference in turnover differential. So for example, based on the numbers that we just uh, showed you for week 17, let's go with the Saints. At number five, they were at plus 119 points. If the Saints were playing the Ravens, the Ravens having a net points of total of 130, that would be 119 minus 130. What's that? Uh, 21, 11. So that different. You're the math major. I know. Well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 120 be 10, 19, 11. So that 11 point differential favors the team with the greater net points. That would be the Ravens. So we would say that the bias goes to the Ravens. And then we would mitigate that by um, adding in uh, the net point differential. Ravens came in. Turnover differential. I'm sorry, turnover differential. Thank you. Ravens came in 13th at plus three. The Saints actually came in 11th at plus four. So that differential of one goes to the Saints in that case, which would then reduce that bias going in the Ravens' favor by one. So we would just subtract that right out. It's like it was a touch. It's like it was a point. And so we would say that the bias plus favored the Ravens with a score of 10. So that's how we calculate that. It's a little basic but we don't need to get too fancy because let's face it if one team is beating another team but by a large score and they play a team that's barely winning or not winning at all and losing by negative points and those two teams play each other logic says that the team winning that wins by the large score for the most part would be favored and that's correct just, that's and, just and, common sense. and the bias number would bear that out but a bias is one way to put that into numerical form absolutely so I mentioned last week that we should probably just make it the bias plus buster game, you know, because we had one every week and the bias plus buster is that team that was not favored who actually won the game. So if, if let's say a team like we just talked about 
the Saints were, were not favored by 10 because the Ravens were favored by 10. But let's say the Saints won that game by 15 points. What I do then is I take that 10 points that was that they were not favored by, add that to the 15 points that they won by, and that gives them a bias plus buster score of 25. And the team with the greatest bias plus buster score is the bias plus buster of the week. Hey, sometimes the, 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 the team that's not favored wins. Vegas isn't always right. Vegas favors teams lots of times, and the team that's not favored wins. That's just how it is. So we have a way of, of uh, congratulating them and having a little bit of fun and giving them that award of the Bias Plus Buster of the Week. So I'm like looking back at some of the games, and I'm going, I should probably just use the Bias Plus Buster game. This was one of those games. This was Jets-Rams Week 15. <laughs> and it's funny because once I picked this game, I'm watching TV and one of the TV shows literally pulled this game out and said that it was the biggest upset of the year. Wow. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, it'll come to me. Uh, PFT pro football talk. Okay. They mentioned it. So what happened was it was the, the, the L.A. Rams, the Jets were in L.A. The bias plus score favored the Rams with a score of 219. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, you got to remember, the Jets had not won any games. They were, you know, owing whatever and going had, into the team. And they had lost some games extremely badly. <laughs> they, they got yeah yeah i mean you don't make it to the bottom of the net points <laughs> yeah they, they got hammered they got hammered quite a few times they got hammered a few times um so they go into into la now la i believe had just lost the game to the cardinals or something like that or and they were coming off of a bye week i think that was part of it so they actually no they played thursday night before not sure if they won. I think they might have lost, but they had played Thursday night, so they had extended time to prepare for that game. This is one of those games, Ben. You know when they say sometimes teams have that little extra time off, and especially when it happens in the playoff when you get a bye. And then the team that didn't have the time off seems to be clicking. You know what I mean? They seem to be in sync, whereas the team that had the time off is still sort of waking up. <laughs> and sort of not quite in stride when the ball kicks off, you know, at the beginning of the game. That's kind of how it was in this in, in this um, game against the Rams. So the Jets were 0-13 coming into the game. Uh, the thing that I had that best describes what the Jets had was energy. I mean, they really, they were cracking in the early parts uh, of that game. I think the thing that I wanted to mention about this game is this was the game that made people wonder about Goff. Including his own team. Those are the people that I'm mainly talking about. Now, Goff came back in the second half. They woke up in the second half. Um, 
But they were having a problem. Quinnen Williams got hurt in that game. Um, he was causing some problems. That L.A. Rams line was having a problem with that Jets line, especially with Quinnen. Quinnen got hurt, and that's when the Rams started to make some headway offensively and kind of came back, you know, got back in, into the game. Um, guess who the running back, the starting running back on that team was? Let me take a guess. We're talking about the Jets? Yep. Frank Gore. <laughs> the Rams get beat by the Jets with Frank Gore <laughs> at running back. And, what you know, Niner, right, former Niner. So I'm, I'm always kind of rooting for him. At the end of the game, the Jets needed a first down just to be able to kill the clock. Frank Gore just goes up the middle, turns around, and unlike Frank Gore, because you know he's like a quiet, unassuming guy, he just goes to the first down line, turns and starts waving his hands like, throw me the ball. Darnold throws him the ball, he catches it, falls backwards, first down, clock, um, they take a knee, end out the game, kill the clock. But it was one of those games that if you really looked at it, you didn't, you might blame golf when you look at the stats, but when you looked at the game, you would blame his line. You would say, yeah, I could see why he would have struggled because as a team, they didn't have the energy the line was having a real problem with the Jets, of all people. Uh, Frank Gore got off a little bit, you know, just enough to, to move the sticks and do a few of those real basic things that he does. But they wound up winning the game. And, you know, it was one of the biggest upsets of the year and their first win. So it was significant in, in terms of that. And the other thing, and you might – have a better idea on this. Did the Jets screw up that first that first pick of the draft by winning that game? Well, the question of whether or not the Jets would be screwing up the first pick kind of depends on what you believe the Jets believed about Sam Darnold. Because let's remember, Sam Darnold's only been in the league a couple of years now. Uh, he was a very high draft pick. They basically made him the starter right off, off the bat. He has not necessarily embarrassed himself, although he has not played really as well as most people expected he would be able to play as an NFL quarterback. However, um, he's, he hasn't been terrible, and most of the blame has been deflected to the lack of weapons on his offense. I mean, you're dependent on Frank Gore, who I love Frank Gore, but let's face it. He's the aged one. You know, he's been around for a really long time. You're not going to get a bunch of breakaway runs from Frank Gore. He's, he's three yards in a cloud of dust and the defense is extremely lacking. So winning games would take a lot more than, than Darnold's gotten his arsenal, <laughs> you know, especially with what he's working with. So at this point uh, in the season, we're talking week 15 of last season, they probably were trying to weigh whether or not 
they felt Darnold was going to be their quarterback for the future because if it is, then you don't necessarily need that first pick in the draft to go after Trevor Lawrence because you believe in Sam Darnold. That is going to be their challenge, you know. If and even listening, you know, to the media, there's they're starting to settle in. Okay, if the Jets just stick with Darnold, they'll be able to fill in a lot of spots around him and give him an actual chance to uh, to see what he can do with with real talent around him, you know, and the right types of protection. New coach Robert Sala, former Niner, and so you're bringing in a whole new brain trust. You know, so that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, that was the game, um, one of the biggest upsets of the year. Nobody expected the Jets. And, again, Rams, number one defense. You know, that defense was stingy. But, you know, they got it done. They got it done. So yeah, that, was, yeah. that was an interesting game. The, uh, the Jets sacked Goff three times and picked him off once. So he was under a lot of duress. Uh, I, and, and he didn't have a great game. Uh, I'm looking here, 209 yards. He threw two touchdown passes and he threw one interception. I don't know if uh, they're running game. I think this was near the end of the year when Cam Akers, they were starting to kind of let Cam Akers take over. They, in my estimation, Cam Akers got held back a little bit. They kept playing Malcolm Brown. They kept pay, playing... Uh, Daryl Henderson ahead of them, ahead of him, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, this was the game that Cam Akers kind of shook loose a little bit. So the running game was okay, but yeah, Goff did not have a great game. This, this might've been the beginning of the end for him in, in LA. You mentioned Cam Akers uh, with 445 in the fourth quarter. He went for a 23 yard run for a touchdown that got negated by an illegal block by Tyler Higby. Oh, that hurt. See, uh, see shot themselves right that, in the that foot. That would have been the difference. That probably would have been the difference in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. No Very doubt about it. The difference in the game. So, no again, doubt about it. And another one of those things that you and I talk about a lot, uh, where I had uh, Jared Goff with four minutes left, uh, went deep. Um, he only needed four yards. <laughs> You know, and it's like, why are you guys throwing deep? You only need four yards, you know, get the first. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I just do not understand that, you know, they, they wouldn't have just gone for that and, and, you know, got that done. But those were some choices that uh, were made. I don't know how much of that was called versus, you know, whatever, but long story short, it led to their first loss. All right. So, Let's move on. And as usual, we want to talk about some of the things that we share on our Facebook page. One of the things we want to get to right away, while we still have time, free agency. Ain't free. <laughs> free agency ain't free. <laughs> no, sir. You got salary caps and all kind of stuff going on. Oh, man. So we're going to scroll through here. Uh, this is PFF.com, Pro Football Focus. And they have a list of everybody who signed for what. So as we scroll through, everybody will be able to get a quick look at what's going on with, with any particular team. Benny, you just 
toss it out there what you see that you want to mention as we scroll through here okay well you know for for time's sake um we'll try to keep it to the major guys uh number one right off the bat they were able to sign jj watt a guy that was coveted by a whole bunch of teams uh but they did get him on this two-year deal for th uh three 31 million uh 15.5 million uh per year uh 23 guarantee that's that's nice um, they also made a major move, I think, by getting A.J. Green away from the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals may have uh, lost a little bit of belief in A.J. after he came back from a major injury and did not have a really good bounce back year. However, I believe that sometimes when guys are coming off of major injuries, especially if it's a knee, it takes them almost a year to really start to get their legs right he could, in fact, have his bounce back this year coming. And I'm sure that the Cardinals are thinking that way. And the only other major thing they did was they cut Zane Gonzalez, their kicker, and they signed Matt Prater away from the Detroit Lions. He's been a longtime kicker for the Lions, and he's got a big leg. Two years, seven millions, about three and a half million. A Man, you know something that's like – Watching these contracts, just thinking, seeing these people, man, nothing like signing a contract for $10 million over two years. You know, it's like your life is good no matter what happens. Because a lot of these contracts, they're giving them, you know, a lot of guaranteed money right up front, you know. Uh, A.J. Green, $8 million, six of it guaranteed, you know. So that's a beautiful thing. Let's move on to the Falcons real quick. Ah, the Falcons. They cut Ricardo Allen, their safety. I was a little bit surprised at that. Um, but other than that, their biggest move in my eyes is signing Mike Davis. Mike Davis, the running back, who took over for Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers when he went down and had a really, really good season. He was a major pickup in fantasy football. He produced week after week. So he got a nice two-year deal, $5.5 million, $2.75 million a year, and $3 million of it was guaranteed. So he definitely got paid well. Even though that's not big money, the guy has only been in the league a couple of years. Um, he got a nice payday for the production that he put out for the Panthers last year. And let's right. face it, the Falcons needed a running back. They don't believe in Gurley. <laughs> That's right. They have Gurley, don't they? Hmm. All right. And let's just say, because I love this name, Barcavius Mingo, uh, that they signed <laughs> him. I just want to say his name. That's He's all. not a bad player. He is not a bad player. Not at all. Okay. Baltimore Ravens. Zeitler, three years, 22. I'm telling you, man, these linemen are racking up, man. Jamie Christmas, if I hadn't known... I'd have just kept eating steaks and lifting weights or something. <laughs> Where Zeitler came from? The Giants. The Giants, yeah, we talked I'm about that. I'm very surprised that the Giants let him go into free agency, but I think they're going to try to, especially after I've seen some of the free agent moves that the Giants have made lately, it kind of makes me feel like they're going to go after edge rushers and offensive linemen in the draft. So it's kind of a youth movement as far as in the trenches is concerned uh, for the Giants. And they've gone with veterans in the skill positions. The strategy, 
Obviously, I'm a Giants fan, and I hope that it works. So I have no problem with that. But Kevin Zeitler is a big pickup for the Ravens, uh, a run-centric team who can use a good guard all the time. And Kevin Zeitler is a good, Zeitler is a good guard. Um, Justin Ellis is a nice sign. They re-signed him just to a one-year contract. And Derek Wolf is not a bad D lineman. Derek Wolf, in fact, is a very good D lineman. And it's funny, I was just looking, I was scrolling through some stuff, and I saw a little piece on YouTube where um, uh, Calais Campbell was praising Derek Wolf about his play and how he respected the way he uh, played the game and his professionalism and loved the fact that he was on the team with them. So Derek Wolf is a coveted player for the Baltimore Ravens. All right. All right. Um, you got Josh Oliver on any of those fantasy uh, teams you got there? No, I do not. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. All right. We had to get to it. Had to get to it. Resigned Matt Milano, Darren Williams, John Feliciano, and all of that, all of that. They cut John Brown, but they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, John Brown's got some issues. John Brown actually has, um, oh my goodness, I just, I just had a little blank there. John Brown's got some issues, and he had a lot of injury issues last year. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders should be able to step right in and, and take over that spot. Now, granted, John Brown is a speed receiver, a uh, deep threat type of guy. Emmanuel Sanders is not quite that same type of guy, but he's a more reliable receiver, I feel. Um, yeah, he's reliable, you know, former Niner again. Um, but let's talk about the real fun trade here. The guy that we like to make fun of. Mitchell Trubisky. To back up Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. I do not have a problem with this. Okay? I actually like it a little bit. Mitchell Trubisky, for as many faux pas as he has had, and as much as we make fun of him, Okay, Mitchell Trubisky has had flashes of being a really good quarterback. It may be that a backup role is the best role for him. I think Mitchell Trubisky, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a relief pitcher in baseball. He can't carry you for six, seven innings as a starter, but he can come in and get you a couple of outs for two innings. You know what I mean? So if he has to relieve Josh Allen in a game, I think Mitchell Trubisky could do that. If he had to carry them for two or three games, I think he could do that. And again, a change of scenery might be really good for a guy like him. Um, the big move that I just saw that I think just happened either yesterday or today is Jacob Hollister on a one-year deal, a tight end that came over from the Seahawks. I love Jacob Hollister. Really? Hollister, yes. He never really got a chance to shine in Seattle, but the flashes that he showed me, I believe this guy is going to thrive. He's going to thrive in Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's tight end is, his last name is Knox. I forget his first name, 
I think he's a pretty good run blocker and pass blocker, but I don't think he's dynamic enough as a pass receiver. And that's why they made this move. Jacob Hollister is far more athletic coming out of the tight end spot. And I think he will do very well with the Buffalo Bills. And he played with Josh Allen in college at Wyoming. Oh, okay, okay. The thing about Mitchell Trubisky that interests me here is to see how he is going to do under a new coach. You know, the thing with Mitchell is that he had brain farts, you know, too many brain farts per game. You know, the thing about the teams that or the quarterbacks that are great, everybody has them. They just have less per game than everybody else. So he would, we would call it Trubisky ended it up. He's like, what, what are you doing? Well, you know, so if it's almost like with Jameis, if Jameis can cut down the interceptions, which are his brain farts, he could be a really good quarterback. Same thing for Trubisky, maybe under this new coach with some better coaching and leadership that might happen. We won't see too much of it, you know, unless Josh gets hurt um, or you might see it in the preseason. Uh, you know, see what he can do. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, at least you have the same athletic type of quarterback backing up Josh. Yes. So system-wise, you're congruent, and that makes sense. Right, and I know you love congruency at the quarterback position. I love congruency at the quarterback position. And coaching, that's that's the number one thing. Well, when I say change of scenery, that's mainly what I'm talking about. Different organizations, different coaching, different quarterback room, different system sometimes can do wonders for a guy's career. All right. Let's look at the Panthers. Oh, right off the bat, they franchised Taylor Moten. That was a good job. Uh, He's a really good tackle. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. Denzel Perryman signed as a linebacker. Uh, Off the top of my head, I can't remember what team he played for but I like Denzel Perryman. Hassan Reddick from Philadelphia. Um, ooh, Hassan Reddick. Wasn't he with the Cardinals? He I played don't believe. Cardinals. I think he was with the Cardinals. Yes, Hassan Reddick is now playing with his old college coach. Oh. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Panthers, right. Uh, and- Temple. Yes, and I see they signed David Moore away from the Seahawks. David Moore was the number three receiver with the Seahawks behind Metcalf and Lockett. Yep. A lot of potential there. Good young player. Got a nice payday, $4.75 million over two years. That's a good move. I I think David Moore will do do well there. And you know why they got David Moore? Because they lost um, Samuel. Right. Samuel. So right. David Moore will step into that spot. All right. There you go. Next up. Okay. Chicago. All right. You guys let uh you let Trubisky go. I, I was hoping that they would let Allen Robinson go in free agency. He would have made himself a whole bunch of money. And hopefully for his sake with a contending team because Allen Robinson is a really, really good receiver. Unfortunately for him, they put the franchise tag on him. I shouldn't say unfortunately for him. They could play better. I don't know. 
Uh, they did sign Andy Dalton away from the Cowboys. Andy Dalton got some good games under his belt as a Cowboy. Um, you know, he was hard-pressed to win games for the same reason that Dak was when he took over because the defense was so bad. So now he's on a team with a better defense. Andy Dalton may be able to re resurrect his career. And Allen Robinson will, will get some of that, you know, if Andy plays well. Um, Cairo Santos, good kicker. They re-signed him. Uh, who else we got here? Deion Bush. Damian Williams. Desmond Trufant. They've been trying to get rid of Desmond Trufant. Uh, teams have been – Desmond Trufant. Um, Denver, I think. I could be wrong on some of these folks. If you watch this video and I say something wrong, please correct me. Put it in the comment section, okay? I like Desmond Trufant, however. He got a one-year deal. That's like a, a prove-it deal. When you get a one-year deal as a veteran, it's kind of a prove-it deal. You play really well. Maybe you can re-sign for another two years or so. And if you don't play well, you might be back in free agency again. So they're giving him that opportunity. And they cut Kyle Fuller, um, a veteran player who's had a lot of good years in the NFL. I believe we'll see his name pop up on somebody else's being signed by them. Let me mention, I, had, I said that Damian uh, Williams. Oh. Damian the City Chiefs. Do we remember Damian Williams when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I'm getting ready to give that story. If you, if you want to give it, go ahead. Proceed. Proceed. Uh, it just says here on July 29th, 2020, the Chief announced that Damian Williams would opt out due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Following day, he announced that the reason he opted out was because his mother had recently been diagnosed with stage four cancer and then he was released on March 16th by the Chiefs so we opted out last year right so do we remember Damian Williams from the year before his opt-out oh when he was running down my Niners throats he was the hero of the Super Bowl uh, yeah that's what I'm talking about right you know <laughs> this kid still got juice. This is a big. This is a big move for the Chicago Bears. They now have a one-two punch at the running back position with Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what a I was nice saying. Nice one-two punch. He is a really good change of pace third-down guy, and he can be a three-down back if they need him to be. And he catches the ball well out of the back, really well out of the backfield. This is a big move by the Bears. The, the Kansas City must really be like rich. They must feel rich at running back to let that guy go <laughs> like that. I mean, you you have to be really, you know, feeling good. I mean, they got, you know, so much talent, but still in all, you were right. He was he was killing against my Niners that year that he played. All right. Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. All right. But they re-signed Brandon Allen. Uh, I, I like that move because they're giving Brandon Allen the respect for stepping in when the starter went down and doing the best that he could and not being that bad. I mean, let's face it. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're rebuilding. They're very young. Joe Burrow. 
comes in with a lot of promise, plays well, gets hurt, and Brandon Allen has to step in. And I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, it, I mean, he, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a good backup. He knows the system. He's been around. I think him and Burrow work well together. So it's worth it keeping him as a backup. Um, let's see. I see four cornerbacks and a safety here. Chidobe Awuzie, three-year contract. Gotta love him. Mike Hilton, I believe he came from the Colts, I want to say. Four-year deal, $24 million. They re-signed Tony Brown. Okay. Um, you know what? <laughs> That's been a black and blue division for a while there, that, that AFC Central. And the Bengals ain't messing around, man. They're trying to make sure they can compete. So they did a lot of work in free agency to shore up their defense. That's a good move for them. Uh, they had to let Geno Atkins go. I think Geno Atkins still has some juice as a D lineman, but I'm sure he'll resurface with somebody. Um, but but shoring up their defensive backfield was a good move, a very good move for them. Um, Eli they, Apple still got it? Eli Apple really never had it. <laughs> <laughs> Former Giant, right? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little mean to Eli Apple. Eli Apple has uh, some issues with uh, an overbearing mother who had overbearing mother who happens to be his agent and business manager. Oh, really? And she made herself quite a nuisance <clears throat> when he was with the Giants. And then uh, he went to the Saints. And I thought, OK, he's going to be able to play and and hopefully you know, his mom will back off a little bit and just let him prove himself on the field. And he just never, I mean, he was given every opportunity as far as I'm concerned, and he just never really proved himself. I, I don't, I don't have a lot of good things to say about Eli Apple. Okay. All right. But defense is the name of the game. Um, yeah, the Bengals. at least in free agency, which makes me think, again, the same thing I said uh, about the Giants. I think uh, when they go to start working on other positions, uh, they feel like if we do this in free agency for our defensive backfield, we won't have to worry about drafting a bunch of defensive backs in, in a place where we actually need uh, bodies and we can concentrate on other positions. All right, the Cleveland Browns. Well, they cut Adrian Claiborne. Yeah, and I see safety John Johnson III, who I believe when we did our show, uh, when we were first talking about the franchise tags, that he was a notable free agent that could possibly get tagged. He did not get tagged. In fact, they signed him to a three-year deal. So good for him. That's great. He got $24 million guaranteed. That's beautiful. Uh, Rashard Higgins, wide receiver, only a one-year deal, only $2.38 million, but I think that's a big raise for him. And Rashad Higgins had some problems early in his career with, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, not, not good study habits, maybe being late for practices, things like that. He seems to have turned that around. 
and uh, proved to be a, a worthy wide receiver uh, this past season. Um, let me see who else I see here. Yeah, Tack McKinley there, one year, four mil. Yeah, Tack McKinley's a nice player. Uh, he will help them on their D-line. Uh, their D-line's already pretty good. So they gave him a nice little deal. And um, I think that uh, he will help them. But that's not a position of need for them. Um, yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland, I don't want to say Cleveland's pretty set the way that they are. Obviously, um, every team needs help. But uh, I think Cleveland's going to kind of stand pat with what they have and see if they can do some slick moves in the draft. Draft, yeah, that's that's the other part of the economic equation, the draft. You know, what can we get uh, to help keep us under the cap with all of these rookie contracts, especially at the quarterback position? They're talking a lot about that. All right, who's up next? Oh, man, let me see here. It is the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we all we all know about Zach, Dak, Zach. I'm going to Zach, Dak Prescott. We all know about him. Jordan Lewis signed. Keanu Neal, linebacker, tackle tie. Nick Casey, Nick Sahi, Insahi. I don't. Yeah, I'm not even going to pretend that I know. How to. <laughs> anyway, I, if I know, uh, if my if my uh, African dialects are correct. It's Enseke. All right, what's the African dialect? Enseke. I think it's Enseke. Okay. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu Neal is probably a good move at linebacker for them. Uh, other than that, it's obvious they're not going to do too much because I think they're pretty cap-strapped. Capped up, man. If they're going to yeah. do anything, it's going to be in the draft. Right, and they need a lot of help on defense, so look for them to really go go uh, go heavy with defensive players in the draft. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, Denver Broncos. We talked a little bit about them earlier. Uh, yeah, got Jarrell Casey and AJ Bouye. They placed a yeah. franchise yeah. tag on Justin Simmons. Yeah, I predicted they would try to keep Justin Simmons and probably tag him because they didn't have anybody else that was really worth tagging. Uh, cutting AJ Bouye, uh, I'm not so sure. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not so sure that was a good move. I think he's still got uh, some tread on his tires. Uh, Shelby Harris is a decent pass rusher. Therefore, he got a nice three-year deal. Uh, Ronald Darby. <laughs> they got Ronald Darby away from the Eagles and gave him a three-year deal for $30 million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's, oh, and there's a name that I told you we would see pop up, and it's popped up already. Kyle Fuller got cut by the Bears. Boom. Signed by the Broncos. I and tweeted at one point, it looked like one year, 10 million was the in vogue contract. <laughs> for, for a veteran player, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of players, they were getting one year, somewhere in that 10 million, you know, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, these are usually veteran guys that one team values a little more than the other, or one team feels like they can afford to let this guy go and maybe try to get younger at that position. And another team treasures this guy because they feel like, hey, he's still got juice. We can use him. He's a veteran. He's been around. Uh, he's a savvy player. He's a good locker room guy. Let's bring him in, that kind of thing. So there's always value for those guys. 
Um, so that's that's where you're going to see those kind of contracts. Yes. All right, Ben. We were talking about how busy the Patriots were. I I heard that the Patriots spent like eighty million dollars more than anybody else out there. However, let's look at this list of moves that the Lions made. Hmm. Okay. Well, we know about the Stafford to the Rams for Jared Goff, right? And they got some draft picks and things of that nature. We look at cuts. I see one, two, three, four. Desmond Trufant, Justin Coleman, Jesse James, Russell Bodine, Christian Jones, Chase Daniel, and Danny Shelton. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, and um, I won't need to be corrected about Desmond Trufant um, leaving Denver because he didn't leave Denver. He left the Lions. (laughs) (laughs) So that question was answered. There you Uh, go. Chase Daniel, come on. Let's, we can move on from there. Uh, they did sign tight end Josh Hill. Um, he was uh, one of the tight ends that played in the two tight end set uh, for the Saints. Uh, Josh Hill is not a bad player, so I'm sure he'll be able to help them some. Uh, Tyrell Williams, a forgotten man with the Chargers, somehow got a one-year deal for $4.7 million from these guys. I don't know about Tyrell Williams. I don't know what he's got left. He had some promise. He had a game or two where he was pretty good. He did absolutely nothing last year because I believe he was injured. So they're really reaching with Tyrell Williams, if you ask me. Um, Oh, they got Jamal Williams. Yeah, let's talk about it. Jamal Williams away from the Green Bay Packers. Jamal Jones is back up. So when we thought Aaron Jones might hit free agency, they decided to sign Aaron Jones and let Jamal Williams go. And I knew that one of them was going to have to go because they love A.J. Dillon. Ah, okay. So Dillon moves up on the depth chart to the number two behind Aaron Jones in Green Bay, and Jamal Williams now has a new team. And he's got himself a nice little running back contract there. And uh, hopefully he does well for them. Uh, they've had – this is the Lions we're talking about, right? This they've is had the problems. Lions. They have problems at the running back. There's been so many running backs in and out of the Detroit Lions locker room. It's amazing. Um, young man Swift just got over there. But he has some injury uh, injury issues also. But I think eventually he's going to be the number one guy there. But I believe that they brought Jamal Williams in to try to kind of help him along and maybe give themselves a solid one-two punch instead of riding one guy. Um, They need help on their O-line, though. Uh, I don't see where they address that in free agency. So I'm going to assume, again, that they're going to try to address that in the draft. Um, Michael Brockers is a nice player. Um, Randy Bullock. Uh, Rashard Perryman. Okay. One year. Yeah. Uh, one year, three million. Veteran wide receiver. Been around a little bit. I believe he played for the Bucks and he played for the Ravens last year. So, um, not a spectacular guy, 
but a solid receiver. There you go. All right. Next up, the Packers. All right. So they gave him Aaron Brown. You just mentioned it. Four years, $38 million. What is this? Smart move. $48 million max value. Smart move. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we hear a lot about, especially with Russell Wilson lately, about uh, these quarterbacks having input with who these teams keep and who they treasure and who I want and I need this and I need that. I bet a dollar to a donut. Aaron Rodgers went in there and said, if you don't keep Aaron Jones, you're insane. Yes, I need <laughs> but I got to have me some Aaron Jones. Okay. Yeah, we love AJ Dillon, but he's still young. Give me Aaron Jones. And they promptly signed him to a nice deal. Good move by the Packers. All righty. All righty. Next up, we have, let's see here. Oh, man. All right. The Houston Texans. Oh, gosh. Talk about busy. Talk about busy. No, the Houston Texans are a mess right now. They, they really are. And the, the messiest part of this team is, is, is the front office. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, I'm glad to see that Mark Ingram was able to get himself a deal because at this point on the Ravens, he wasn't going to get much more playing time. Um, J.K. Dobbins, um, uh, there's there's uh, Gus Edwards. There's a couple of guys that are just they're just better than him. He's starting to age a little bit. The type of runner that he is, he's a bruising type of runner. He's still got some juice, but he wasn't going to get any time with the Ravens. So now. He goes to a team that has all kind of running back problems. And now he'll be able to shine a little bit. He'll be able to finish out his career with, with some decent numbers and make himself some money. So good move for Mark Ingram. And I like Mark Ingram. That's, that's, that's good deal. Uh, I see they re-signed Vernon Hargraves. Good deal. He was a guy that was up for um, possibly getting tagged. Uh, Justin Britt's a good center. Justin Britt. That name sounds real familiar. Justin Britt, I believe, was the Packers center. That they were very some of the players did not want him to go. If I'm if I'm correct, if I'm incorrect, please put comments when you hear this. But I believe Justin Britt came from the Packers. That's a good move for them. Uh, Andre Roberts, fair to Midland receiver, nothing to write home about. As I go down the list, nothing catches my eye. Looks like Justin Britt came out of the Seahawks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Same story, though. Same story. Yeah. Same yeah. Story. Same story. Where's the Josh McCown is funny to me. The, the Eagles had signed Josh McCown as an emergency quarterback during the pandemic. But he never had to leave Texas. So he was stayed in Texas. He was getting paid by the Eagles. Then eventually they let him go. He got picked up by the Texans. It's like people were paying him, but nobody really expected him to play. <laughs> but he was the emergency guy, getting some, and he was getting paid. Right. So 
rather than sign him to a conventional contract, bring him into the organization, bring him into the NovaCare Center, have him practice, blah, blah, blah. They kind of work something out where we just going to send you some checks and you just be ready for a phone call. That's cool. That's the first time I ever heard of that. I'm sure it's happened before. It was well, beautiful. I wish I was him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard that. Yeah, just send the checks. Call me when you need me. <laughs> yeah. cool. They finally let Duke Johnson go. Yeah, they let Duke Johnson go. They let J.J. Watt go. Yeah, they, they released him. But he asked for his release. And That's they gave it true. to him. That's true. Um, now they got some signs here. Well, they signed Tyrod Taylor. Okay. There's your congruency. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback position. A little bit of mobility there. Right. A little backup just in case. As long as he doesn't take any painkiller shots, he should be okay. He should be okay. Stay away right. from the lungs. He's going to make $6 million Not to bad. back up Deshaun if Deshaun's still there. And if yeah. Deshaun's not there, guess right. Tyrod Taylor moves into the start quarterback position. <sighs> Crazy, huh? Unless they have another backup we don't know about, like Herbert. <laughs> well, That's the only yet. thing with Tyrod. Tyrod always goes someplace where they have mm -hmm. a guy sitting on the bench it got an S on his chest underneath his, his I don't. I don't think so. That's going to so either in this game. That but, happens. Uh, it's going to happen through the draft. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah they let's cut Darren Fells, longtime tight end. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, but they got Tyra, uh, uh, Ryan Izzo from the from the Patriots. Eh, no big deal. Uh, Desmond King. That's the guy I thought they were going to tag. They actually gave him a contract, so that's a good deal. Dante Moncrief. This guy's. Who else they got at running back? Excuse me. Look who else they signed at running back. Ooh, I missed that one. Mm. Philip Lindsay, them, didn't they? Philip Lindsay, I tell you what. So they got David Johnson last year away from the Cardinals. He did not pan out. They brought in Duke Johnson to back him up. He's now been cut. So they grabbed Philip Lindsay and they grabbed Mark Ingram. Guess who's going to be the starting running back next year? You heard it first from Ben. Real easy. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You heard it here first. Uh, well, hey, you have somewhat of a thunder and lightning type thing there, maybe with Ingram. Uh -huh. You know, you got a guy that runs with power, another guy that runs with speed. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of that. Good moves for them. All right, let's move this on here. <laughs> that was fun, though. <laughs> the Colts. Carson Wentz is now a Colt. Now he has Marlon Mack back for $2 million. Isaac Rochelle, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Sam with Tevi, and they did re-sign T.Y. T.Y. could have went someplace else. He decided to stay. T.Y. could have went somewhere else, but I think he likes it there, and they treated him well. He didn't have a good year. He started coming on late in the year, but he was nowhere near what was expected of him. Um, Resigning Marlon Mack is a good idea. Uh, Marlon Mack went down with a bad injury last year, but that allowed um, uh, uh, the young kid Taylor to emerge. So that's going to kind of regulate uh, Marlon Mack to a backup role. But 
that won't be a bad, a bad role for him. I mean, he's a good cat. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's still a good runner. Um, that gives them a nice one-two punch. Um, Marlon Max, good player. Uh, Colts are kind of stacked, bro. <laughs> Colts are going to make some noise. Well, Can I see that list again? How their quarterback reacts under this situation. Yeah, well, uh, again, I, I'll say this. If Carson Wentz doesn't make the best of this situation, I, I don't feel one bit sorry for him for all the abuse that he took from the Philadelphia fans. And some of them still loved him. No doubt about that. But he took a lot of abuse. He pretends that he took a lot of abuse from the organization. He was appalled that he would even be pulled from a game. You know, the guy acted out as far as I'm concerned. And I heard a lot of really bad things about his relationship with Doug Peterson. So now he has the perfect situation laid out in front of him. He's with a coach that he reveres. Okay. He's got a run game. He's got a line that can protect him. He's got pretty good receivers, better than he had. And he's got a great defense. Bro, if he doesn't make the best of this situation, I don't even want to speak his name. He better not blow this. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. He'll be dead to me. <laughs> These guys were busy. Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's look at this. Look at this list of stuff oh, today. Folks. I'm telling you. All right. Let me see what we got here. So they, okay. They tag Cam Robinson. Good tackle. Good move. Uh, Taylor Shatley, I don't know. I'm just looking for names that pop out at me. Well, uh, Dwayne Smoot, I know, as an edge rusher. Uh, Carlos Hyde got another contract. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Six million. Give me those three per year. I'll take them. Former Niner, gotta love him. Hyde is one of those guys. He's kind of like a poor man's Frank Gore. I'm just gonna bounce around and get five million here, six million here, three million here, two million here, and make a career of it. And and take care of my family for a couple of generations. Hey, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. Either. I ain't mad at him. Ain't uh, mad at him. They signed Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett has bounced around quite a bit, too, as a wide receiver. Never really showed any real, real promise as far as I'm concerned. Uh, his best years, I know he played for the Patriots for a while. His best years were probably with the Colts, uh, and that was only a year or two, and it was just, you know, not a lot of receptions, not a lot of yards, no big deal. Uh, Sidney Jones. Shaquille Griffin from the Seahawks. Shaquille Griffin from the Seahawks is a big pull for them. Uh, good deal. Robert Jones. Uh, let's face it. These guys need a lot of help. <laughs> you know, they needed a lot of help. They're, they're seriously rebuilding. But the um, next two here are kind of surprises to me. Josh Oliver from Baltimore. Tied in. And they okay. took C.J. Beffert from my Niners. Okay. Well, and look, I have not been happy with CJ's play, much less Nick Mullins. So I'm kind of surprised, but hey, he got picked up. Uh, it's funny. 
Now, they signed C.J. Beathard, but I don't think they're sure what they're going to do with um, with the mustache guy. So <laughs> that probably was a little – Beathard's probably an insurance policy until they see if they can – if they're going to keep him or let him go. Uh, but we know where they're going. They're going to draft the quarterback with the number one pick. So, you know. He knows he's going in there as a backup, but he's been around. You know what I mean? He knows the NFL. He knows how to watch film. You got to have that veteran QB in there when you draft that number one pick as a quarterback. And you, you, he knows as soon as he gets picked that he's the starter right off the bat. So somebody has to teach him how to be a pro. That's what CJ Bethard is there for. Well, CJ has, you know, um, Family lines in this business. Beathard family is a, is a name in, in the football world. Um, and you're talking about the mustache, Mr. Minchu. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen to him. There's some questions about him. So that that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Let's, we're moving right along here. Let's keep it moving. Uh, again, this is Ben and Barry on football. Let me just mention again, we are on WJRL. 95.3 radio online at WJRL953.com. We are at Ben and Barry on football.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay. Who's up next, Benny? Let's see. The Kansas City Chiefs. And we already talked a little bit about them. They cut Mitchell Swartz and Eric Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, their tackles, which we wondered about, but they signed Joe Tooney and they cut Damian Williams. We just talked about him. Uh, they re-signed Taco Charlton and Kyle Long, uh, Elijah McGuire and Mike Remmers. They signed him and that's the one who we were talking about had the, the the challenge going all the way back to the Panthers, right? Right. So so let me let me try to figure this out. <laughs> you gonna try to figure this out? <laughs> Eric Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz had people crying rivers when they got hurt. Not having Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz is what a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans are belly aching about as to the reason why they weren't able to win this Super Bowl. A lot of people feel like if Fisher and Schwartz had been healthy, at least for the back end of the season and through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, that the Kansas City Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl. Eric Fisher was, um, um, uh, uh, Reed's number one pick. He was his first draft pick. These dudes were coveted just a couple of months ago. And then they cut him and re-signed Mike Remmers, who was the weak link on the line. Strangely enough, you know, a lot of times I like to look at Madden to see what their ratings are. So Mike Remmer's rating on Madden is 68. Uh, Eric Fisher, his rating is 75. 
and Michael Schwartz rating is 92. <laughs> so they cut a 92 they rating. Cut a guy that was rated 92 on Madden. <laughs> cut. When Eric Fisher came out and Andy Reid drafted him, he was a, like a top three offensive lineman in that draft if he wasn't number one. I remember Eric Fisher's name. He was highly touted. And now he's yesterday's news? I don't know, man. That's curious to me. That's curious to me. I don't know what his health is. I don't know if that had anything to do. Of course, he was injured, like he said. But, I mean, these guys get injured, come back next year all the time. So that's, that's, my, that's what I was going to say. Offensive linemen are famous for getting leg injuries and coming back. Right, right. Leg injuries don't, don't take them out like they do skill position players. That's right. just, you know what I mean? But, hey. All right. Let's see who's up next here. How about the Raiders? How about the Raiders? Uh, another team that needs a lot of work. Uh, and they did a lot. They they did some cutting. I'm incognito, Richie Incognito's out. Lamarcus Joyner, cut, cut. They traded Gabe Jackson for a draft pick. Trent I think Lamarcus Joyner. Oh, no, no. Patriots. Huh? No, I was going to say, I think Lamarcus Joyner's the guy that gave up the t- late touchdown in the Jets game that they had in the bag and ended up losing. But actually, it was the corner. I can't remember his name, but it was the corner that that let the guy get open for the big play that Fitzpatrick threw. But the guy, Lamarcus Joyner, was the safety over the top. Okay, I'm I'm speculating. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Trent Brown traded to the Patriots for a seventh round pick. I find that a little curious. Trent Brown, I think he still got some juice. Um, they signed in Gakwe. That's a good move. Um, John did, Brown was John bill. Brown, right? But you know the Raiders love speed receivers. Oh yeah, and and they and they lost um, uh, uh, from the Eagles. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The wide receiver. So they brought John Brown in, and he resigned right. Zay Jones, who hasn't done a doggone thing since he's been drafted for anybody. So I don't understand that move at all. Um, ooh, they signed Kenyon Drake away from the Cardinals. That should make you happy. Gets him out of your division because <laughs> Kenyon Drake is a good running back. Um, it's a little curious because they have Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs got a little dinged up. So I think they're bringing Kenyon Drake in for some insurance. Excuse me. Um, yeah, that's about it for them. I, All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I was trying to see if I could pick up the name of the Eagle receiver real quick. I'm sorry. Aguilar. Aguilar. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, and I you got know, Raiders, the Raiders have one of my favorite linebackers, Nick Kwiatkowski. Remember he was with the Bears? And I used to keep – Oh, Kwiatkowski, yeah, you loved him. Yeah, he's a Raider. He's a Raider now, you know. So he's been a Raider for two now. So and let's, let's look at the Chargers. Let me just let me just take oh, a I'm moment. Sorry. Go ahead. Let me just take a moment to remind people 
it's tough enough for you because you're probably sitting there with two computers. I have basically nothing. We have no cue cards and we have no producers in our ears like the guys on television. So we, when we mess up guys' names or we forget what team they went from to get to this team, cut us a little bit of slack, okay? Because this is off the top of the head, all right? But we love football so much. We got to get into these things and we, we, we got to just put this stuff out there for you. And, and you know, just, just cut us a little bit of slack, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, before I, we leave the Raiders, let's mention your cousin, Matt Dickerson. He's not my cousin. <laughs> Eric Dickerson is my cousin. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, I was going to go with a Hall of Famer. Might as well. Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, so we got a couple cuts here. Casey Hayward. Oh, my. They let him go? I thought he finished his career there. Ooh, I'm a little surprised at that one. Uh <laughs> Corey Lindsley, where did he come from? Who, Corey? Corey Lindsley came from another team. Corey Lindsley is a decent player. Uh, he's a center. Obviously, centers. We've seen a lot of centers moving around. Um, Five-year deal for $62.5 million for a center? Whoa. I have, not, have I not been talking about uh, this, these linemen making some gap, man? Whoa. Nice. You're averaging 12.5 million. I mean, how many receivers, how many running backs, how many other players that we see that are not making 12 and a half million? Oh, my for sure. Gracious. And here's a key move. They signed Jared Cook away from the Saints, but they had to make that move because they let Hunter Henry go. Yes, they did. Now, so now you let go, and I think we talked about Henry. You had a player who wasn't as good as you hoped he would be, but showed a lot of potential to be really good, and he's young. So you know you would have had to pay him, but you let him go to free agency, and then you brought in an aging veteran that you could knew you could kind of get on the cheap. I understand the move organization-wise, but I don't like the move when it comes to Justin Herbert because I think they should have let Herbert and Henry kind of grow together. But I, 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 I'm, I agree with you. I, I was surprised. I thought that, you know, that was a combo that they would have, you know, that they could depend on. But we'll see how Jerry Cook works out. That was, that was a money move. That, that was a money move. Okay, Benny, next up, the L.A. Rams. We talked about the Rams in the beginning of the show when they took that L to the Jets, giving the Jets their first win of the 2020 season. And as a result, we talked about could that have been the game that decided Jared Goff's future? Well, his future is now. Matthew Stafford is now with the Rams, and Goff has been sent packing to the Detroit Lions. Uh, okay. This move right here, traded quarterback Jared Goff, a 2021 third rounder, a 2022 first rounder, and a 2023 first rounder. Two first round picks and a third rounder from Matthew Stafford. That tells me that they are impatient. They enjoy 
that early Super Bowl run and they want to get back there again. And they believe Matt Stafford can get them there. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I see that. They re-signed Leonard Floyd, who, uh, man, four years, $64 million. Four years, $64 million. What does that come to per year? Was that like 16 or something? <laughs> Holy smokes. Look, the Giants pushed hard for him. The Giants wanted him in the worst way, and he re-signed with the Rams. I don't know if the Giants didn't offer him enough money. I don't know what happened there, but he's re-signed with the Rams. So that's a big move for them. Uh, they traded Michael Brockers, who's also a D-lineman, but their D-line's pretty solid. And they signed Deshaun Jackson which I don't even want to talk about it. Does Deshaun Jackson is stealing money, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This Deshaun guy hasn't played a full season since, since like 2015 or something. This is ridiculous. He's more than like one or two games since the, per season? Dude, he, he, what did he, he play last season? One game? This is the most fragile dude ever. But And he's from L.A., I think. Oh, God. So he's home. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Michael, oh, Michael, the Miami Dolphins. Michael Pilardi, punter, one-year contract. Okay. Well, you know, punters and kickers, well, most especially punters, are kind of a dime a dozen. He'll probably be in competition in camp with somebody else and either earn that one-year contract or not. Uh he traded Shaq Lawson away to Houston for Bernardrick McKinney, who was a linebacker. That was a need move. Um, ooh, they cut Kyle Van Oy. He used to play for the Patriots. I think his time's kind of running out. They yeah, signed he's been Jaco around since the Patriots' heyday, you know? Right, right. They signed Jacoby Brissett. Oh, okay. 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 Solid backup. Can be a starter, can help Tua. You know, again, if Fitzpatrick leaves, Tua needs another mentor, another veteran, another guy to help him watch film, learn how to be a professional. Jacoby Brissett can do that. Okay. And they're kind of got a little bit of congruency there. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit of congruency at the quarterback he position. More athletic than Tua. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. Um, other than that, oh, here's the big move here. You got a big move and a little move at wide receiver. Yeah, good time. Mac Hollins, who used to be an Eagle and then went down there and did okay. But Mac Hollins is is nothing to to get excited about. But they got Will Fuller. That's a big move. All Will Fuller has to do is whatever he's using, the clear or the xylitol or whatever the heck he's using, he's got to get a better masking agent so he doesn't get busted. Because whatever he was using, he was probably using not so much as a performance enhancer, but as something to help him uh, uh, keep the injuries away. Because he's had an injury-plagued career. And he was able to do that. It's just that he got busted because the substance was illegal. But he did stay healthy 
and he did prove himself to be a really good receiver. Another Philly guy, want to see him do well. I think he will do well in Miami. All righty there. <laughs> the Vikings. All right, so the Vikings aren't looking for a quarterback. They, they had extended Kirk Cousins, I do believe. So I'm looking here through the uh, list. It looks like one of the big contracts is Dalvin Tomlinson, 22 million over two years, nothing like 11 million a year. Uh, Nick Vigil, big time Patrick Peterson, one year, 10 mil. I told you one year, 10 mil is in vogue, man. And there you go again. Again, (laughs) like, like I said, veteran player, Prove it deal. That that's that's what you do. You give him one year, ten mil. He's been a star. Yeah, that's a that's a little more money than just a prove it deal. I think ten million is. Well, like, it is because he's on the back end of his career, though. Yeah, man. So so that's that's nice. That's a nice payday to move on the back end of your career, right there, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. And let's face it, he can still play. It's just that his best years are behind him. He's not getting picks like he used to. He don't tackle like he used to. He can still cover, but not like he used to. You know what I mean? He's kind of, So, uh, I mean, that's a good move for them, I'm sure. Uh, They re-signed Amir Abdullah, but he's never really been able to get his career off the ground. So he's just basically a backup for um, for the starting running back. So, yeah, not too much to talk about there. Next up. The Patriots. Now the Patriots sign Cam. Say, okay, Cam, we will give you another year, five million. Now that's a prove it deal. Yeah. And, and with a full preseason behind him, the question becomes, can Cam win throwing the ball? Well, this this is this is a we're gonna give you another chance to prove it deal. Because the first one he got was a prove-it deal, okay? Another but, chance to prove it deal. <laughs> yeah, this is another. This is, this is your second chance to prove it deal. I, I think they're cutting Cam a little bit of slack because he was such a good teammate. And he didn't really stink. He just had no weapons. And, I mean, he, he was under a lot of duress there. Uh as good as their defense was, it was nowhere near as good as it would have been if so many guys didn't opt out. They're expecting those guys to be back, which, which is going to really help them on the defensive side of the ball. And they're going to try to get him some weapons, and they're going to give him another opportunity without having to spend a lot of money on him, okay? Uh, veteran quarterback only making $5 million is usually a backup somewhere, okay? But – he can make 13.6 mil max value. That means he's got a lot of incentives written in. That's great. That's wonderful. And I hope he makes the best of it. Uh, quarterback Justin Bethel, good player. Got himself a nice deal. Uh, big move here. They got Johnu Smith from the Titans. I like Johnu Smith. We talked about Johnu Smith previously. He got himself a nice deal. And I kind of put him in the same vein as with uh, Henry, where this is a guy who's pretty young, has shown really good potential, but has some injuries that slowed him down. But when he was healthy, he proved that he could be a big time player in the middle of the field. 
and he could be a big-time red zone guy. And so they're going to bet on him and his potential. He got a four-year deal for $50 million. That's pretty nice. Good for Johnny Smith. One of the, things, the Patriots like the tight end. One of the things I want to mention as you continue to look through the list here is as I, I hear some criticism maybe that the Patriots might have overspent a little bit. Um, and Smith or overall? Overall. And, you know, we did mention one of the stats that came out that they had spent like $88 million more than anybody else, but they had a lot of cap space. They've been disciplined for all of those years. They had a lot of people come back who had opted out for COVID on the defensive side. So right. their defense all of a sudden, it reminds me a little bit about my Niners where we had so many people injured that by the end of the season, it was a completely different team out there, you know, running the plays. But now a lot of those guys are back off of injury. So then that team that was in the Super Bowl is, is going to be kind of there again. Same thing with, the, with, with those Pats, man. Those guys coming back here. Now you got a Trent Brown that they're bringing in. So they're, they're trying to shore up that line a little bit. A Jabu Smith, like you mentioned. Um, but the reason that I said that, you know, okay, Jalen Mills, four years, 24 million. Another Eagle defensive back who people talk bad about. Oh, he's toast. He's nothing. Yeah, okay. All right, sure. What was the, when the last time the Patriots took your trash and turned it into treasure? Patrick Chung, remember him? And there was another guy, too, whose name escapes me right now. Those guys have three Super Bowl rings apiece, okay? So maybe it's not the player. Maybe it's the organization. Maybe it's the scheme. Okay, Eagle fans, let me just throw that out there real quick. Four years, 24 million. They see something in Jalen Mills, and I would bet a dollar to a donut that Jalen Mills has a good season next year. Okay, people trashed Patrick Chung years ago. Oh, my God, Philadelphia Eagles fans crushed Patrick Chung. He went to the Patriots. He started and played and won Super Bowl rings. Enough said. Um, Dietrich Wise, good re-signing, good edge rusher. Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Now, we got two wide receivers, both still pretty young, but have a couple of years under their belts. Both have shown a lot of promise. Aguilar kind of had to turn his career around with the Raiders, but he did it, Okay. Kendrick Bourne has been solid for the couple of years that he played with the 49ers. No big time numbers because let's face it, the Niners have had a lot of different weapons at wide receiver and they have a George Kittle. So, but Kendrick Bourne has shown himself to be, if nothing more than, uh, or if, if nothing else, rather uh, a solid possession receiver. So I like Kendrick Bourne. I talked to you about Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Kendrick Bourne a lot. And I also mentioned, when you look at Niners receiver numbers uh, beyond Kittle, that a very run-centric team, you know, very run-centric. So the numbers are automatically going to go down, which you're absolutely right. But they also picked up Matthew Judon. Yeah, good move. <laughs> good move for them. Six mil. Okay. The, you know, we're talking about they overspent. This, month, this looks like money well spent to me. I mean, Aguilar and Bourne are like – Merry Christmas early, Cam. Here you go. 
Okay, let's see what you can do with these guys. Work with these guys. We got you, Johnny Smith, and guess what? We got you, Hunter Henry, too. So we like, and Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, likes the two tight end offense, and he likes two tight ends that can block and catch passes. Okay, here we go again, Patriots, with that two tight end offense, okay, with Henry and and uh, and Johnny Smith. That's that's a scary tight end combination right there, man. They know what they're doing, man. Two no. young guys that I mean, can they put a team together here. They know what they're doing. They know what they want. They don't the Patriots don't guess. Okay. I'm not gonna say they're right all the time, but they don't guess. They know what they want and they go out and they get it. That's why they've been so su- successful over the years, picking at the back end of the draft year after year after year, and still staying good. They know what they're doing. People know how, some people know how to go through those bargain, those bargain bins and get some good deals out those bargain bins. That's right. Let's throw some names out real quick and get through this one. Kyle Van Noy, Marquise Lee, uh, Montrevious Adams, Raekwon McMillan, running back James White. They gave him a one-year, two-and-a-half million. Uh, and we talked – they, they talked a little bit about – um, last year, he had, like, tragedy, I think, in the family or something like that. And, and Oh, James White, yes, yes. Yeah, so, you know, so he came back two and a half mil, fully guaranteed. That's kind of sweet, you know. So, yeah, man, um, I'm interested to see because, you know, it's almost, it's, it's almost like what you said about Wentz. You got the team around you. Yeah. Now, Wentz's team was already a little more established. The Patriots – have put this thing together almost like the the uh, uh, Buccaneers put that team. <laughs> yes, know? Like, okay. yes, that's, that's exactly what it looks like. And and uh, we just mentioned somebody cut Van Noy, so that means the Patriots let Van a- Van Noy go. Then he got cut. Then they brought him back. Right. Okay. So and gave him a nice little two year, thirteen point two million. So they respect the man and they brought him back. Marquise Lee got cut. I don't need to say nothing to you about Marquise Lee, right? Go ahead. Say something quick. Okay. Keep using him on Madden because in real life, he's garbage. Okay. <laughs> he's a bum. He's been a bum. He's going to be a Wait, bum. Wait, you, you, think, you think you're talking about my Niner, Marquise. That's not my, my Niner. It's not? No. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. The Eagles picked him up. He never played a freaking down as far as I know. And they probably cut him. We didn't get to the Eagles yet. He's still a bum. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. So you, is, back, you back to my, my niner, Marquise. This is Marquise Lee that used to play for the Jaguars. My fault. My fault. Actually, the Marquise Lee that the Patriots just cut is still better than the Niners, Marquise Lee. <laughs> but I digress. Yes, you do. Go ahead. Let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> All right. Frank, they have a franchise tag on Marcus Williams, their safety. Manuel mm-hmm. Sanders, we already talked about him. I think he went to what, the Bills? The Bills, yes. Ah, there's your well, boy, Cut to Norris, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, but he already got picked up. Right? Who was he to go to Raiders or something like that, right? Uh, probably. 
So they, they cut a couple more people. Josh Hill, Thomas Morstead, Malcolm Brown went to the Jacksonville, Nick Easton, Quan Alexander, former Niner linebacker, got cut. Did Man, so they, what, what are the Saints trying to do here? Looks like they're trying to clean house and get younger. They kept Ty Montgomery, Jameis Winston, and safety P.J. Williams all on one-year contracts. All right, so I I like the Emmanuel Sanders signing. I like the tag on Marcus Wilson, Williams rather. Um, I don't Wait, have a lot you of- You like the Emmanuel Sanders cut? cut. Yes. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they cut Emmanuel Sanders. You know why? Because they didn't use him. They didn't use him. I like Emmanuel Sanders. They didn't use him. I think now he's going to get used. So I'm glad he got away from them. Okay. okay. I expected okay. him to keep Marcus Williams. He was a guy that I thought they would tag. They did go ahead and tag him. They cut Josh Hill. Josh Hill is a good tight end. He's not a great tight end, but he'll help wherever he went. I can't remember, but I know we just talked about him. Um, Quan Alexander got cut, former Niner. I don't remember since we've been going through the teams that we've gone through uh, him being picked up, but perhaps he's with somebody else. Keeping Ty Montgomery is a little curious to me. I don't think Ty Montgomery has proven to me that he can be a real factor on any team at the running back position. But mostly I want to talk about Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston now has the opportunity to again be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's on a really good team with a really good offense and a really good head coach and a really good offensive mind. People have been trashing Jameis. Some of it he's deserved. Some of it I think he hasn't deserved. People go back to when he was with Tampa Bay and the whole, you know, 30 touchdown, 30 interception thing and all that stuff. But let's remember, Jameis was attached to risk it, no biscuit. And Jameis didn't have the juice to change risk it, no biscuit. Brady came into the Bucks under Risk It No Biscuit, had a conniption, and convinced Bruce Arians, bro, we ain't going to win like this. And they changed, and they won a Super Bowl. Jameis Winston is going to be all right. He's going to be all right. I don't think that uh, uh, the, 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 the Swiss Army knife there can beat him out to be the starting quarterback for the Saints. The only way he gets competition for that starting job is if they draft somebody and they come out, come into camp and, and set the world on fire. Jameis Winston should be the starting quarterback for the Saints, and hopefully, and I believe, he will revive his career. Ben, Jameis shed almost as many tears talking about Drew Brees as you did. I was sad to see Breeze go. <laughs> Why wow, was Jameis was sad to see him go too? Oh, you didn't see the interview? No. Oh man, he was talking about how much Drew Breeze meant to him, and oh yeah, got teary eyed about it, man. And hey. you know, uh, so you know, 
and and you know I was a little I'm 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 one of those people that was a little tough on Jameis, you know, because um, you had this great opportunity, man. You just can't be a silly guy. Um, risk but- it, no biscuit. Risk it, no biscuit doesn't work, bro. People were looking at Tom Brady like he was crazy. They're like, dude, what are you doing? I I agree uh, with, with everything you said about Tom Brady. I, I, even that Arians was about to ruin Tom Brady. Do you look short first or long first? That really changes everything, you know? Yeah, so, that was Bruce Arians. Yeah. And Jameis was a slave to that. Jameis didn't have the juice like Tom Brady to go to Bruce Arians and say, dude, this ain't working. So he was he was a slave to that. Well, I'm going to let you get away with that only – and I only say this because I kind of agree with you philosophically that that's what he was under. But once the ball is snapped, if you need a first down and the guy's open underneath and you throw it deep, you can't blame that on Bruce Arians. And I see too much of that going on. And he 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 might have been he might have been a little too charged up about no risk it, no biscuit, you know, and and, and not have been as prudent as he could have been after the snap of the ball, but we'll see because that prudence is what he hopefully learned from Drew Brees, how to manipulate that field and, and, you know, move that ball, get that first down, keep those chains moving, hit those open guys quickly, you know, and not be all day about it Uh, back there. As uh, my man said, burping the baby, et cetera, um, you know, and giving that defense a chance to see what you're doing. So I, I really am rooting for, Jameis to, to come in and take full advantage of that opportunity. I'm the one that wrote the the piece that said, Jameis, that was your team that just won the Super Bowl. Oh, a few different additions and things of that nature. But that was his team. And that had to that had to feel funny to see a guy come in. Uh, I still say we are forgetting. They basically changed their entire offensive philosophy mid-season. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it was the it, you're only one year removed from that Bucks team. So if you're Jamison, you're looking back at that Bucks team. You if you're thinking in your mind, okay, this ain't the same team because they changed the philosophy. Ergo, it's not my squad. But if you look back and, and like you just spent four or five years playing with that team. And you bleed yeah. next year they win the Super Bowl. That, that has to that has to hit you a little bit. Come on, man. I, I say it wasn't the same team. I agree with you, but I'm just saying the emotional the impact players on were him new players had to be somewhat it had to be disturbing to him to some degree. It had, the only reason it's disturbing is because he wasn't allowed to evolve and with that team as whatever the reason it but was that disturbing. team evolved. That team evolved. That defense was super young. There's a lot of the guys on that those guys on that defense that he did not have. And there's a lot of guys, key players on the offense, key players on that offense that were not there when he was there. On top of the change of the philosophy, it's a completely different team. Let's talk about a completely different team. I know you're excited to talk about this squad. I'm very excited to talk about the New York Giants. Go ahead. They put the tag on Leonard Williams, which I love. And 
He got three years, 63 million, because there's a whole bunch of D linemen out there making a whole lot of money. So he got the average of the top three to five players and made himself some money. Good for you, Leonard Williams. And guess what? They're not going to tag him again next year, probably, which means he'll go to free agency. And if they do really well this year, they're going to re-sign him. He's going to make even more money. So good for Leonard Williams. He deserves it. I was a little upset that they let Zeitler go, but he landed in a good spot. Good for him. But again, like I said, they did a lot of free agency at the skill positions, which leads me to believe that they will be doing a lot in the draft as far as in the trenches is concerned, offensive line and defensive line. Although the defensive line doesn't need as much help as the offensive line does. Cutting Golden Tate was a good move. He's getting up there in age. We'll probably be hearing about him retiring soon. Uh, David Mayo didn't make a lot of noise at linebacker. Uh, they're going to probably uh, look for some linebackers in the draft too. Now, they signed John Ross. John Ross played with the Bengals, and he might have played with somebody else. I'm not sure. Nah, he was Ross, out. I think it was just the Bengals, but. Yeah, John Ross is like super fast. Super fast. Super fast. We're going to talk a little bit about John Ross because I have a little short thing on the 40 times that are happening in some of these pro days today. And, and that's all well and good, but you don't sign contracts to run the 40. Sign contracts to catch passes and score touchdowns. There you go. That's something that John Ross doesn't do <laughs> or hasn't done. Hasn't done. But I understand getting a John Ross because everybody wants that deep threat. Take the top off guy. Okay. So there you have it. The Giants have John Ross. Hey. The people, the people who are listening, if you didn't see Ben just throw up air quotes on take the top off guy. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate that that he, so I, I just thought it was ironic when they went and got the ultimate take the top off guy who never caught anything <laughs> hardly. Yeah, right, exactly. But he actually complained about his use when he was last with the Bengals for understand. He was complaining about them not throwing the ball to him. Um but he's another guy he's super fast but how tall is he like five six five seven no, he's not that short. He's not that short. But but here's my thing. When you got a guy on your team who's healthy and has and can run really, really fast, and he gets two targets a game, three targets a game, you know what that tells me? Can't get open. They're, for whatever reason, you're not getting open. I, I don't read it like that. What do you read it like? I'm going to come. Go ahead. You tell me what you think. I'm going to come back. What did you say he does? He takes the top off, right? Well, what that does is that stretches the field for everybody else. So So you're going to pay this guy $2.5 million to run deep? Yeah. And not catch any passes? If it's opening up the field for two or three other receivers, and now as a result, these guys can move the ball and they're more effective? Yeah. It's part of it. Now, you got to throw the ball to him every once in a while. It's like a play action. If you don't hand the ball off to the, to the runner, nobody's going to respect the play action. You don't right, and if you never off. throw it deep to the fast guy, nobody's going to respect him either. You got, that's what I'm saying. you got to throw it to him every once in a while to make him. But they don't action. throw Barry. They don't throw it to him. Well, this was the He's Bengals. He's so fast. This was the Bengals. We'll, let's see if your boy Daniel Jones got the arm 
the, the, the scam. Don't, don't, don't. See, that's a backhand compliment to Daniel Jones. Backhand John Ross has not done one damn thing in the NFL. Nothing. But he's with a new team now. And I hope for the Giants' sake that can, he can actually be a deep ball receiver. That's what I'm talking not, about. Not a take the top off guy. It's all part because of it. I'm not going to pay a take the top off guy $2.5 million to take the top off and not catch any passes. That's ridiculous. I'm playing with 10 people. That's ridiculous. That's Deshaun Jackson 2.0. No way. No way I pay him 2.5 to run deep to let other people catch the ball. No, sir. I'm not doing it. And if he turns out to be that way, he won't catch no balls, and he'll be sitting on the freaking bench. Screw that, man. That's crazy. We shall see. We shall see. Let's move forward. That makes no sense. You got Kyle Rudolph. Might sign Mike Glennon as as a backup. I'll take that. I don't. I don't hate Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon's okay. He's he's nothing, but he's been around. You know what I mean. He's a veteran guy. Kyle Rudolph is at the end of his career, but I think they signed Kyle Rudolph to put a little fire under Evan Ingram because I think Evan Ingram has underachieved. Kenny Galladay, big time receiver. I love Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to fit well with Sterling Shepard and my man Slayton. I think our receiver core is now about as solid. It's been, it's more solid than it's been in the last three years, probably. So that's a beautiful pickup. And signing to Dory Jackson, and I've heard some bad things about a Dory Jackson, but a Dory Jackson is a lockdown corner. He's not a top lockdown corner, but he's a lockdown corner, aggressive ball player. I like that. The defense is nice. Now we needed some old linemen. We're good to go. All right. Well, your compadres in New York here have been a little bit busy. They got wide receiver Corey Davis. They put the franchise tag on Marcus May. Uh, they, they've been a little bit busy. Keelan Cole, one year, five and five and a half mil. Um, what do you think about that? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Tevin Coleman? <laughs> they took my running back. <laughs> oh man! So let me uh, let me just start with your boy Tevin Coleman. Okay, this is Tevin Coleman's chance to be a star. Okay, he came close to being a star when he was with the Falcons, and then injuries and depth chart woes kind of got to him in San Francisco. This is Tevin Coleman's chance to seize a top running back spot on the team and be a star again. So good for Tevin Coleman. He should earn his money as long as he stays healthy. Keelan Cole is a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. He's not a very good receiver, but he's a good receiver. He's fast. He runs good routes. He catches the ball. LaMarcus Joyner is a good signing in safety, and tagging Marcus May was a good deal. The best thing they did was get Corey Davis because Corey Davis is the type of receiver that can help them or that can help Sam Darnold prove that he can be a worthy NFL quarterback. Corey Davis is the type of weapon that this guy needs 
to really show what he can do. So it's obvious that the Jets are trying to build around Sam Darnold. Good move for them. Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman's got a chance here. Man, that's my back. That's my uh, my second guy. That's the guy I bring Dude, in. You got like five running backs. Madden, huh? Y'all are five run. Y'all got five running backs. Yeah, but I like I like him because he he. Yeah, he I like him. I like him. You can't keep everybody, bro. Yeah. Okay. You can't keep everybody. I tell you what, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson made him expendable. Yeah, you might be right about that. I'm going to have to mess around with Jeff Wilson now, see what the deal is. Yeah, okay. Try him, out, try him out. How about them Philadelphia Eagles, man? Doesn't look All like right. they did a whole bunch here. <coughs> they finally cut Alshon Jeffrey, thank God. I don't know why they kept him around so long. Deshaun Jackson either. That was, that was stupid. They never should have brought him back. Um, Anthony Harris, where did he come from? Do we know? you have any idea? I know he played for somebody. Got $5 million for one year at safety, so they value him a little bit, and obviously they needed safety help. Um, and they let a couple of DBs go. I don't know what to say about this. I guess the biggest deal is the last deal they just made, which was signing Joe Flacco. So you let Carson Wentz go. You got Jalen Hurts. He's just coming into his second year. So here we go with the whole veteran backup, teach him how to be a pro thing. Now, they didn't put down Flacco's numbers, and I don't remember them. I, I looked at them, but I can't remember what they were. Um, but I think this was a pretty good move for the Eagles, actually. Uh, Flacco was quoted as not wanting to mentor Lamar Jackson. But a couple of years have gone by now. I think Joe Flacco's changed his tune. I think Joe Flacco's just happy to have a job and play for a team that's in the area where he's from, because you know he's from the Philadelphia area, from the suburbs of Philadelphia. So I'm going to say this is a good move for the Eagles. Hopefully Joe Flacco can help Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has nothing to worry about does not need to look over his shoulder. That's it. It was interesting because, you know, there was that rumor about Foles maybe going back to the Eagles as a backup and Stop the madness. Flacco, which, you know, it's kind of like the same thing almost. Um, not congruent necessarily relative to that type of, you know, quarterback. I mean, Flacco's your, your pocket quarterback. So if you want to, teach Hurts how to be a pocket quarterback, he might be a good guy to have back there. Well, he needs to know that. But, yes, he does. And, and, I, and I believe all of them need to know that. Um, the interesting thing is I think the Eagles are picking, like, six? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. So the Eagles, in terms of the draft, are in that area where you might have some quarterbacks available in the draft. Why would the Eagles draft a quarterback in the first round? Isn't that a good question? However, there's speculation out there 
that there's a possibility. So I just wanted to mention it. Let's move right along. They cut Alshon. They cut Malik Jackson. They signed Anthony Harris. Vikings. Former Viking, Anthony Harris. Good move. And they signed Joe Flacco. We shall see how that works. All right, let's move on to the other part of Pennsylvania, out west with the Steelers. Juju decided to stay for one year, $8 million. Can I heard he turned down money. He turned down more money to go to another team to re-sign with them. I don't get it. Big Ben is at the end of his career. And they're loaded with young wide receivers. Why Look at the two quarterbacks, of the, the two team quarterbacks that they're claiming that were interested in him. You're saying Big Ben's at the end of his career. Where's Lamar Jackson? Where's Patrick Mahomes? At the beginning of their careers. And Juju turned down <laughs> more money. More money from those two teams to re-sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't get it. I don't get it, bro. I'm going to have to do some research on this one and see if I can come up with a reason why he would want to do something like that. I, I really don't get it. The only reason I can see doing that, to be quite honest with you, is if you looked at that team and said, okay, Big Ben's here. With Big Ben at quarterback, we maybe have a one-year shot at getting to the Super Bowl. And so if I can come back here in this one-year shot, take this eight mil, we'll see what happens after that. No? Nope. Don't see it. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to my beloved 49ers. All right. Busy. We've been kind of busy here. We had a couple resides. Jason Verrett and Emmanuel our defense together. My man Kyle used check. Yeah, five years, 27. Five That's years. nice for a fullback. No, they locked him down. <laughs> Yo, you know what? He, he there's not a, a lot of named fullbacks out there. He's one of them. Okay. He's a loyal soldier. He does what he's asked and he makes positive plays when he's asked to make them. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't say nothing bad about you, Chet. Nothing at all, man. And you can put him in that. And I do put him in a tight end. You can put him in a fullback. You know, goal line situations. Always nice to have a fullback in hand that can move the line of scrimmage. You know, um, very valuable guy, man. And uh, you know, a smart guy. What Yale or something like that? Yale graduate. I think he did go to Yale. Yeah. All right, edge defender Sam Ibukam. I'm not real familiar with him. But uh, we can use edge help. Trent Williams got that big money. Them tackles, those linemen, man, commanding them big checks. $138 million, $23 million per. You got a run-centric team, so you need to keep those good linemen. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that they kept them, for sure. You know, for sure. $55 million guaranteed. Woo! Signed Alex Mack. Now, this is funny. Trent Williams is, is, is a tackle to, uh, uh, two positions down at center. Alex Mack gets one year, $5.5 million at center. Now, that other center we saw got big money. Who was that, with the Chargers? Uh, yeah, the guy that you said he, he left from uh, – I thought he left Green Bay. 
But he in fact left the yeah, seat. He got big money. He got big money. But I and like what they did. That's funny because, you know, Russell Wilson was complaining about the offensive line, complaining to the point where people on television are saying he threw him under the bus, which some people might say he did and some might say he didn't. But that center was part of that offensive line and he got out of Dodge. So, okay, okay. That's interesting. So as you can see, uh, defense. You guys pretty much stay packed. That's what I was saying. Kind of like the pack, the, the Patriots in terms of guys coming off of injury, coming back. You yeah, know what you I mean? Bunch, you have more re-signed dudes than anything else. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Quan Williams, you know, happy to see that. So we shall see, you know, how this works out with my beloved 49ers. Moving on. In the NFC West, talking about those Seahawks, they cut Carlos Dunlap, Josh Gordon, and Greg Olson. All done. Okay, so Greg Olson is old. He'll probably be a commentator soon. Josh Gordon still can't stop smoking weed. I don't know. He'll probably pop up somewhere else. Carlos Dunlap is a little surprise to me because he played really well for them. They needed him. Was they, he the one that I said they brought in? Um, yes. And, and now all of a sudden the defense actually started working? Yes. Dunlap made all the difference on that defense. Yes. So that smells like a money move to me. Wow. They didn't want to pay him. I, 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 that's Their, their defense was down there with the Cowboys defense. defense. They were scoring a lot of points. But they were in shootouts because their defense was giving up points left and right. They brought in Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams, and things went on lockdown. He made a big difference and probably demanded a lot more money, which he probably deserved, and they didn't want to give it to him, and they cut him. They didn't even try to trade him. Like, they just cut him. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to say about that. Now, here's a big signing for them. And this goes along with, remember I talked about the kid Hollister, the tight end that left the Seahawks and went to the Bills? Right. This tight end, Gerald Everett, is a carbon copy of how I feel about Hollister. Gerald Everett played on the Rams for the last couple of years. Right, okay. Always... Okay. The more athletic, but afterthought kind of guy, okay, behind the Rams starting tight end, who escapes my mind right away, who was always injured all the time. Gerald Everett is far more athletic than him and will fit with the Seahawks very nicely. This is a good move for Gerald Everett, Everett and this is a good move for the Seahawks at the tight end position. And I think he will shine. He will earn his $6 million. Uh, other than that, re-signing Chris Carson was a must as far as I'm concerned. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year and everybody else is a re-sign or whatever. I like Kerry Hyder. Three years, $16 million. That's nice money for that uh, edge defender right there. That's not a big name guy. Yeah, well, they need a lot more help on defense, so... They might want to save a little bit of money and, and spend that on some on some new rookies coming in. You can you can spread that money out with draft picks. You know what I mean? 
Speaking of spreading money out, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been doing a good job of spreading out some money there. First off, um, Tom Brady, you know, gave him a little bit more of a friendly deal, let them spread some money out so that they can sign up some of these other guys. And they went crazy. So go ahead. Let, let me hear what you think about this, starting with your man, Chris Godwin. Okay, so I thought Godwin was going to get away uh, and go into free agency because they would be strapped with re-signing Levante David and Shaquille Barrett. But that was not the case. They slapped the tag on Godwin and they worked out deals for David and Barrett. And they're both pretty nice deals. I think they got off cheap with, with David, as a matter of fact. Two years, 25 million. Uh, wow, three voidable years will count for just 3.5 million against the cap. Wow, Levante David did them a favor, okay? He could have demanded way more money. Shaquille Barrett got a beautiful deal, which he deserved. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, they were able to re-sign Kevin Minner, who's an important linebacker. They kept Gronk, which they got to keep Gronk because Gronk wants to go out with Brady. And they re-signed Ryan Suckup, who had a great year kicking the ball. And they re-signed Indomitian Sue. I think they just did that one today, one year for $10 million. There's that one year, $10 million. <laughs> I keep telling you. I that veteran. I see it over and over again. And, and let veteran, me say. Um, the player on the backside of his career. There it is again. Still got some juice. Let me say also, um, that's your kill Barrett deal. With $5.6 million against the cap, that's a $68 million contract and only $5.6 million against the cap. So those guys are working. They have an African-American female in their management team that helps work on these contracts. We yes. talked about her on a previous show. Yes. Her name's escaping me, but uh, we'll have to bring bring her up again because, again, they, they, they have positioned themselves to get right back there again. Okay, we're in the teens. We're going to move this thing forward. Let's look at the Tennessee Titans, Benny. Uh, well, they let Isaiah, oh, they traded Isaiah Wilson. Ugh. That's interesting. But you know what? Their strength is the offensive line, so I'm not going to worry about that too much. Cut Malcolm Butler. He's getting on the back end of his career. Kenny Vaccaro, same thing. Adam Humphreys, same thing. Oh, geez. Now, they cut a Dory Jackson. That's interesting. So you cut a cornerback, a cornerback, a safety, a wide receiver. Okay, so they're going to try to go young secondary-wise. They let a lot of veterans go. But a Dory Jackson still got juice. He's going to help the Giants. Kenny Vaccaro might turn up somewhere else. Malcolm Butler might turn up somewhere else. They might not. Because, um, like I said, they're, they're, they're getting on the back end of their careers. Um, Danico Autry, that's a good name. Uh, I'm not sure where he came from, but I know that name. Um, and obviously they need edge rushers. They need a lot on defense to tell you the truth. I think they'll go heavy on defense in the draft. Um, they signed Bud Dupree, stole him from the Steelers, stole him. Bud Dupree is a beast. Okay. Went down with an injury last year with the Steelers. I don't know how they let him get away. Five years, 82.5 million. Oh, my goodness. 35 guaranteed for, ooh, ooh. And really, he's an outside linebacker. They got him as edge rusher. 
Well, it says edge defender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an outside linebacker. That's a big pull for the Titans. And again, they need defensive help. Uh, they signed Janoris Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Your boy. <laughs> Your boy. And also, let me mention Danico Archie from the Colts. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Archie's from the Colts. Good pull. Look, the Titans are smart. They know what they need. They know offensively they're in good shape. Defensively, they need help. They've gone out and they've gotten a lot of help. I don't know how much Janoris Jenkins is going to help them because if anybody knows me as a Giants fan, they know I loved Janoris Jenkins while he was with the Giants, but I watched Janoris Jenkins a lot. And because I coach football, it just watching him play just puts me in a uh, – because it, he's not a technique guy. His backpedal and his footwork are horrible, but I don't want to get into that. Janoris Jenkins – is fast and he can cover, boom, he's with the Titans and they need defensive help. So good for the Titans. They're making a push. I know they feel like offensively they're real close to being Super Bowl contenders, but they have to shore up their defense and that's what they're doing. Very good. Very good. All right. <laughs> I see a clock here, Ben. You asked me about it, and I was like, where is it? Now all of a sudden I'm seeing it. You found it? Oh, okay, cool. All right. Let's wrap this puppy up. The Washington uh, football team. Brandon Sure franchise tag. Good move. Resign the kicker. Good move. They cut Alex Smith. I'm very sad about that. Uh, Thomas Davis. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Big move for them. He will probably start. Um, they, they, they have the backup kid. I forget his name, but he's really good. But I think he's just going to be remain a backup. They may draft a quarterback. Um, William Jackson, the third they got from somewhere running back Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller's really like an okay fill in kind of guy. Uh, they're okay at running back. They've got the kid, Antonio Gibson. He's going to be the starter. He's got a bright future. And they got Curtis Samuel away from the Panthers. Those are the big moves there. One year, $10 million. I say it again. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Veteran on the backside. There you go. It's, it's a trend. One year, $10 million. And Fitz Tragic slash Fitz Magic in the NFC East, I still think is one of the more fun things. <laughs> That's going to happen in the NFC East. I can't wait to see how this all shakes out for sure. I cannot wait to see this. Oh, my goodness. All right. Wow. That was a crazy, crazy compilation there, Benny. We went through all 32 teams, looking at all the free agent signings, the franchise tags, everything. That's about as thorough of an overview as you could have on what happened with the NFL. And, you know, you did it all off the top of your head, man. Congratulations. That's Thanks, man. That was, it was crazy. But, you know, I, I love football and I love the NFL. And, you know, after going through this COVID season, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to the next season. I always remind people that you are the fantasy guy. I'm the Madden guy. So a lot of your knowledge is kind of built in from studying all of those fantasy drafts 
So you've had to go through all the defenses, all the receivers, all the people that score the point, stuff like that. So I always depend on you for the individual's information. And I'm more of a team guy. It's like, okay, I can, let's talk about the team here. I can speak in generalities, <laughs> which is what I do. But um, that's awesome, man. I thought that that was a really good um, overview of all of the, the free agency moves that have happened up to date so far. All right. Ready to wrap that up. I have no further words. What about you? Only further words I have is please remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on our podcast on Spotify and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. We're all over the place. So listen, enjoy, and please leave comments, positive, negative, things we can do to improve the show. Whatever you got, give it to us. And if it's interesting and we like it, we'll give you a shout out. Other than that, go Knowles. <laughs>